0: Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. My name is Paul Arnold. I'll be your host tonight. I'm joined by Ernest Watts in Rockingham, North Carolina, and Nate Moyer in Trumbull, Connecticut, where everywhere across America, people are so glad that they saw that Super Bowl and saw the halftime show. Right, Nate?
1: Yes, everybody did, right? At least all the dads did.
0: Did you say anything if you were in mixed company while the halftime was going on, or did you just stay quiet?
1: We were kind of outnumbered, so a lot of we had obviously kids and families over. So the, the guy that was hosting, his wife was the only one left by halftime. It was all the guys, all the the wives that were taking the kids back to bed. Um, so it, it was a little bit weird, but no, it, it was fine. She was she was really cool about it all, and we kept making sure about it. Couldn't couldn't get over how old they both of them were, but good for them. So in better shape than I'll ever be at that age.
0: J-Lo is 50, Shakira is 43, and Ernest Watts down Rockingham had the wisdom, (laughs) or his wife had the remote, and he turned it to a movie during halftime. A
2: classic movie now, just not just a movie.
0: Well, that's a movie with Tom Cruise and Robert Downey Jr. dressed up like a black man. I mean, how politically correct is that movie?
2: He got an Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actor for that role. Now, I don't know if that would have happened now, but he did. He did not win.
0: And it was called
2: for our uninformed listeners that... Oh, it's Tropic Thunder. You got Matthew McConaughey. You got Danny McBride. I mean, it's just loaded with stars. Uh, You've got the original Spider-Man. I mean, it's chock full of stars. Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire's in it. Uh, uh, Again, it's, it's... one of the funniest movies there is. Well, Ernest, classic.
0: you didn't see the halftime, but let me just give you a true line I heard about the halftime to give you an idea of what it really was like. A guy was at a party with his wife. He was trying to stay quiet during halftime when his wife leaned over to him while they're watching it and said, I will not be doing anything like that when we get home. So <laughs> that gives you a little idea. It was a little bit suggestive, I heard but it. very entertaining.
2: I heard that uh, a lot of guys were looking for single dollar bills during the halftime. Is that correct? Uh, I think your friend sent that
0: <laughs> joke to you over Twitter,
1: didn't he? Uh, yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. I, I can't on. take credit for that song. Move on. She was
1: just in a movie. j was just in a movie about being a stripper. Yes. Called yes. Hustle. Hustle. Uh,
2: the basic plot is a group of strippers uh, take advantage of some Wall Street guys by getting inside information and using that against them.
0: And believe it or not we had the Super Bowl and this is the first thing we're talking about and that's my <laughs> fault but let's get to the Super Bowl. Um 49ers really look like in control our little text group that we we're going back and forth we're saying boy Reed has blown it this looks like 49ers have great running game and the great defense. And then I wonder guys what really happened? I watched it. Do you think Mahomes just finally figured it out or Grappolo blew it? And I'm going to go to Ernest first cuz Ernest you predicted that uh, the Chiefs would win by eleven point a uh, ten points, and they won by eleven. So you get the first shot at this.
2: Yeah, too bad i it didn't go to Vegas. Uh, I think it was a combination of a lot of factors. I think there were some crucial plays. I think there was time mismanagement by the 49 Nineers staff at the end of the first half. I think one of the great things that Belichick does is he, he learns to he scores with the last possession of the first half, and he always declines, uh, takes the option on the football, and gets the ball first and second half so he can get two scoring opportunities without an answer by the other team. And I think the 49ers blew that opportunity, even though they did score with their first drive in the second half. I think when they kicked the field goal and it was third and two, uh, they, you know, they were running the ball all over the place. They they quit running the ball. I mean, they have an offense based for having a lead. And once they lost, lost the lead, Garoppolo cannot win a game for you. He's a He's a good game manager. That's that's not a insult. It's just he's not the kind of quarterback to win the game for you. And I think when they got behind and they had to win on his passing, he wasn't able to do. I, I just question the 49ers. Uh, I, they quit running the ball for some reason. They're going to the outside. They're using the old Packer sweep. They're picking up 15, nine yards a shot, and they decided to start throwing the ball, which the only success they had throwing – was, you know, off the running, the pass action, the play action pass. Right. So I think the 49ers blew the lead. I mean, Mahomes is great. wasn't his best game. But I think I text to both of you with four minutes to go. This drive will solidify the legacy of either Mahomes or that defensive line for the 49ers. And we know whose legacy it. I mean, we'll be talking about that Mahomes drive with four minutes to go like Joe Montana's last Super Bowl when he drove against the Bengals in that same stadium.
0: I think he's I a lot like John Elway myself. And, Nate, um, you know, there was a picture we sent around in our group as well of a picture of Garoppolo right before we threw an interception. His eyes were closed as he was throwing the ball. Do you think it Garoppolo blew it that bad?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think you're talking about, like, what happened. I think Kyle Shanahan happened. He uh, just had too much of a conservative play call. Like Ernest said, they should have just kept running the ball. I don't know why they went to Jimmy um, to throw it. They didn't really have that much confidence. But, you know, everything being said, near the end of the game, um, on that very last drive by San Francisco, they almost scored. But Jimmy just overthrew his receiver. He had him. Um, And that was an easy touchdown that would have taken the lead. So he just, I don't know, I I think Garoppolo just really wasn't up for the moment. I didn't like uh, Shanahan's play calling. I mean, gosh, I'm not a head coach. I mean, he's doing a better job than I can. But I didn't, I didn't like his his play calling. He just seemed too conservative. Um, they didn't try to go for it before halftime. They didn't use a timeout. Um, you know, you're going to get the ball back at in the third quarter, but still try to see if you can get at least, you know, at least squeak out a field goal. Uh, but I think I think they were doomed from the start because it's now six years in a row the team that wins the coin toss in the Super Bowl has lost <laughs> yeah, the Super Bowl. So nice. that good San Francisco won it. Early.
0: Nice, good job. Bing-ding, a couple points, even though this is not that show. Um, I had listened to Dan Patrick today, and they were debating, oh, if Brady would have been quarterback in the 49ers, he would have made that pass to Sanders, and they would have won the game. And the other host co-host said, can't we just leave Brady out of one Super Bowl? Did you all see? He was there. He was, he was I know, there. On the field. 100, but do you see Belichick flashing the rings when he was introduced as one of the 100 top people in the NFL?
2: If I had those I rings, I'd do it too. It's interesting that when he did that, uh, Brady tweeted, uh, G-O-A-T, GOAT, greatest of all time. Now, whether that was in reference to himself or Belichick, I don't know. According to his
0: commercial, Brady's commercial, he's not going anywhere, whatever that means. Um, so, Nate, let's go back to you. Do you think Andy Reid just out-coached Shannon? You have sort of alluded to that. Or is it just destiny? Because in college football... Overdrawn, the big burly guy that everybody loves, won it. And this year, Andy Reid wins it as
1: well, who everybody loves. I think Andy Reid was the better coach. Um, You know, I think Shanahan's a good coach, but I just think he just didn't have the right game plan or he abandoned the game plan too early and threw it way too much. But um, I love, I mean, I love Andy Reid. I'm so excited he won. Um, I was texting you guys a little tidbit I learned that um, he is actually an assistant coach at Northern Arizona University, where I went to school uh, back in the 80s. I think it was him and Brad Childress were on the co- same coaching staff. Um, so that was I was excited. But actually, I, I liked him prior to that. But you know, I, I think what did he say? What is he going to do the night before the Super Bowl? I'm going to have a cheeseburger. I'm going to go to bed. I loved – you know. And then I think last night after he won, he said he was going to get the biggest cheeseburger he's ever <laughs> seen or eat it. Um, but I, I think Andy Reid just had a better game plan. I think he was. Um, more calm, collected about what was going on and realized he had a young um, quarterback and kind of eased him into it. And then he finally just said, hey, all right, you know, he's Mahomes just thinking too much. He's getting in his own way. So they went to that two-minute offense where he just didn't have time to think. I think that's really what mm-hmm. it was, is he just kind of got out of his own head because he didn't have that time. And I think that was a very smart coaching move by uh, Reed and his offensive coordinator. But, I mean, overall, Reid, um, he really deserved it, and I'm glad he did. But I think Shanahan kind of hurt himself. I really think that's what it was. Um, I think both both are great coaches, but I think Shanahan kind of he just I think he abandoned what had gotten him to the Super Bowl too early. I don't know if he had visions of what had happened in yeah. Atlanta with Atlanta. Right. Um, but he's like what Owen forty. He's scored zero points in the past two Super Bowls in the fourth quarter. and He's given up like forty two points. So mm. you know, brutal. I don't know, but I, I you got to give props to Andy Reid. I think at the end of the day, he did a great job with with what he had, especially how bad Kansas City's offense was sputtering. And he just stayed calm and got him ready to go in the fourth quarter.
0: Well, before we throw it over to Ernest, Ernest, I'll give you plenty of time here. Before I do, you know that Andy Reid's favorite food is pastrami, but do you know where that originally came from? What country in Europe did pastrami originally come from?
2: Crickets. Ernest. Well, the obvious choice would be Italy, but I would bet... Germany. Just because they have the meats like Arby. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we have the meats.
2: Plug, 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 yeah, plug. Not, no, no.
0: So I actually had to look it up. Pastrami is a meat product of Romania. It's made of beef brisket, sometimes lamb, sometimes turkey. The meat is brined, partially dried, seized, seasoned with, seasoned with herbs and spices, and then smoked. And it costs $9 a pound and up. Enough with the Food Network segment. All right, Ernest, did Andy Reid just do that much better?
2: Romania, known for pastrami and Dracula. <laughs> uh, and gymnasts. Bobby, Bobby Bowden used to have this old saying, it's not the X's and O's, it's the Jimmy's and Joe's. Uh, I think what helped Andy Reid was he had Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I mean, he made some plays there that only he could. I mean, the first three quarters wasn't exactly his best effort. And I think Williams, to a large extent, was stabilized at running back, making some, some great plays to an extent. But I think really it was – and they started throwing deep. I don't know why in the first three quarters they didn't throw deep. I know that they were going with three high zone defense for the 49ers. But he threw long, and you've got the, the speed. And, I, I, you know, that's the advantage Kansas City had was the speed of wide receiver. I, Tony Gonzalez had a great callback in the pregame. Where he talked about he referenced to Mel Brooks movie Spaceballs, where he <laughs> said that Kansas City, oh, I love that he said they had ludicrous speed. Yes. <laughs>
0: uh
2: I mean that's you saw what happened. Uh when uh, when Watkins could got get free and, and again the wide receivers had a great job of improvising. And where was Shirley? So yeah, well, that's a zone defense. And and the big complaint, you know, Daryl Rivas said that Sherman pretty much exists in his own defense. That's not really covering somebody He doesn't have an island like island Rivas had yeah. when he was playing in the NFL But I, I think again the receivers are so fast and so quick that they started <laughs> throwing deep and that opened up quite a bit It opened up a pass interference call in the end zone which got him on the doorstep Which you so thought
0: think- the oh. interference calls or how they would call it. The officials would determine this game Do you still feel that made a big difference?
2: I think they followed the letter of the law. Of course, the big one everyone talks about is the Kittles uh, right before halftime. And he extended the arm. Yeah. I mean, no doubt about it. That's the letter of the law. Now, they used to didn't call that. That's something we've seen in the last three years. And the one in the end zone was blatant. I mean, he had his back, didn't look back, and, and got in uh, Kelsey's face. So I thought the officiating, I don't think it was over-officiated. I mean, everybody's the two plays that everyone speaks about, uh, of course, is the play before halftime, and whether or not Williams got in the end zone. And the angle I saw was a little like the nose of the ball was just over the wide line. That was a touchdown. I didn't yeah. think it was that questionable. To him.
0: Shanahan didn't want to take any time off the clock to challenge it at that point.
2: Yeah. But his or game management... Yeah, his time management...
1: They were scoring plays anyway.
2: Yeah, I mean... The, but this time, management for the entire game was horrible. I mean, right. Nate, I think,
1: yeah, the, the Williams touchdown, I, I thought it was. I think we were kind of arguing, and people were not understanding the fact that all you have to do is get the ball to barely touch that white line at the beginning of the mm-hmm. end zone, right, where it's from green to white. People were thinking it had to go over the white and touch the colored end zone part, so we kind of had to, you know. And this is a- but it, I, I think, yeah, I, I think his, it clearly touched the plane before his foot went out. Um, so I think it was a good call, and I mean, honestly... That was probably a good thing for San Francisco because I think it would have taken more time off the clock right. if they had to run I another agree. play. You know they were going to score. Um, you know They just had to you know, QB sneak or something, and they would have had it the next play anyway.
2: And that goes back to my old rant, is why can we not have this done electronically? Tennis balls, they measure when they're a millimeter off the line. The VAR system in soccer measures whether or not the, the ball has completely gone over the goal line. Why can't we do this for the goal lines in football? Why are we stuck to this 1950s form of looking, looking, looking? Well, I mean, we this do could have a camera a
0: in the pylon now. I mean, that was supposed to help.
2: But the electronic, I, I mean, we're doing it in tennis. We're doing it in soccer. For goal line plays, this could be done just and, – and the point that when it's a – I think there's too up, many
1: variables. I think there's too many well, variables. You don't know if their foot's in bounds or if they're being, you know, still holding – if they're actually possessing the ball, if the ball's just – crossing the plane if you're talking about something that's digital you're still gonna have a human element i think there's too many variables that you can't do it in tennis tennis there's nobody touching it it's just the tennis ball hitting the court that's it there's two variables
2: when they go in the line. the line you can't tell well, yeah, I know, the the down all that, but you at least get a better read of if, if the ball you can synchronize it. I think there's a way electronically to do yeah, it.
0: Yeah, they could put a sensor in the football. I think that would probably take. But it, it have
2: to wrong. be at
1: the very tip of the ball. It would. Ball, cause that's really yeah, in that scenario, but think about it. What one one quarterback that spikes the ball on that drive. Wouldn't that dull the sensor anyway? <laughs> yeah, no. yeah right. Or look if it an or hits a helmet. I mean,
2: tennis ball hits the ground. Okay. You know how much the soccer ball hits the ground. But how many so. tennis
1: balls do they use in a match though? You always see those ball kids on the side. They give them four or five at a time. So they're, but yeah, um, okay, how many
2: soccer they, balls are they being used? I think, I still think electronically it can be done.
0: All yes. right, guys, let's get back to okay. the football and so tennis. Sorry, sorry, Even though I love tennis, there's a dad joke for you. Nate. Um, Who was the best player not named Mahomes? Because two-thirds through that game, almost three-quarters of that game, we were texting thinking, wow, Fortin Niners have figured out everything, and Mahomes still threw two picks. Um, Ernest, who would be your MVP if Kansas City still won and they didn't pick Mahomes?
2: You know, Williams gets a pretty good argument at running back, uh, particularly that last run. And I think Chris Jones' defensive line, did a pretty good job too. So that would be my two. All
1: right, Nate? I'd say Honey Badger. I honey I like, Badger. I like Williams. Um, he did fire like up the yours, crowd like though. Harris, he did. I like I mean I was excited for him. He was obviously an Arizona Cardinal for a while and um ended up leaving. I think there was something with the front office, but everybody in Arizona still loved him. Um he went to Houston, now he's on Kansas City. So I was excited for him. Suggs, Terrell Suggs, he didn't do anything, but I completely I, I actually completely forgot until I saw photos after the game of Suggs wearing a, a championship hat. And I said, uh-huh. well, that's right, because the Cardinals had cut him midseason to let him go to a contender. And um, I forgot that he'd gone to the Chiefs until uh, I saw the photo. But, um, no, I think Honey Badger, I think he's just got a very good presence on defense. I think the Chiefs didn't get enough credit for their defense last night. I think half of that's because Jimmy G kept throwing it over. <laughs> he kept making some bad throws, too. And, you know, closing your eyes when you throw the ball. Or two. Think- over there somewhere oh that was terrible too but too you, know, down, you gotta you gotta you gotta try to get away with something there you gotta get the ball out because it's they're getting the ball anyway so you might as well do what you can to get it out
2: but, no, no. Uh, yeah
1: i'll say i like i like williams i actually was kind of shocked williams didn't get MVP. i get why mahomes got it but i kind of thought williams deserved it um a little bit more but it's it's fine i'm, I'm not upset with who won mvp and I think yeah. I think it's safe to say that Mahomes has broken the Madden curse. He yeah. won the Super Bowl. Yeah, but
2: who had it last year? Do you remember who had it last year? Brown. Antonio
1: Brown. Oh,
2: yeah. Tony. I Ooh. think he broke it for all time. That was time. a double curse there's on a, Brown. There's a nice I think little story. He's
1: done it so bad they took a year. They they took the Madden year off. The Madden curse <laughs> took a year off.
2: There's well, a nice do... little story about Honey Badger. Real quick, like let me tell you, uh, uh, Paul. Yeah, is uh, he sent a tweet out after the game? And, you know, this is a young man that had a a bad history at LSU that actually got kicked off the team for substance abuse. Mm-hmm. And he tweeted that he wanted to thank the media Ooh. because through the media, he he learned how to be a responsible adult now and got him to this point. He said that there were a lot of people that gave up on him, particularly at LSU when he got kicked off the team, that he understands now that fame and fortune came too fast and he, he reached out and said he wanted to thank the media for not giving up on him, which I thought was beyond mature. It's one of those things that, that, that really gives you encouragement. I heard another short story to kind of give you a good hope for, because we hit down subjects the last two weeks here on this podcast. But I, I, read, I heard a friend of mine from Kansas City, and he told me that he had heard the story that, Mahomes and his girlfriend used to be a Kansas city chief cheerleader came into a steakhouse to eat and no one bothered him. You, you heard this story too. I have heard this awesome,
1: better, awesome, but yeah, you go ahead and tell her this.
2: That, that, uh No one bothered him. Him and his girlfriend ate the steak and got out and he left a note that, no, he was going out. He turned around and told everybody, I want to thank you for not uh, bothering me in, Having my dinner, leaving us alone. This is why he loves Kansas City because people treat him so well. He wound up paying for everybody's dinner.
1: Nice. Nice. I'd heard, yeah, I'd heard he, he had paid for everybody's dinner, but he left before they knew that they had paid. For yeah. It.
2: Yeah. Right. They didn't know he, when they came up to pay for the own, they'd said, uh, sorry, been paid for. But uh, again, both those stories we talk about so many negative things in sports and and we've gone to the tragedy of Kobe and his daughter and then we talked about Aaron Hernandez two weeks ago those are two very uplifting stories of two young men that have uh they're on the right track and that that makes that's that's the things about sports that that reinforces why millions of Americans pay attention to the Super Bowl and other sports
0: and if you watch the end of the game, Joey Boza was really tore up. And I don't think he was just tore up emotionally. I think he was playing hurt because several times during the game for the 49ers, the defensive lineman barely made it off the field. And I was really impressed, even though he's a Buckeye, how much totally he gave of himself. And um, we're about ready to talk about some commercials. And before um, some of the pregame stuff, they talked to some of the dads of some of these players. And Bosa's dad really impressed me and how proud he was of his his sons and how hard they play. And um, they had some really great moments. I think the NFL handled the 100 greatest players really good because you're just waiting to see who they're going to show next. And the one, there was a couple of them that really got me when they showed all the quarterbacks together. I'm thinking I'm never going to see that group of people together again. I mean, that was just a, an awesome sight. And then I liked seeing Jim Brown there, even though I think both him and LT Lawrence Taylor needed to lean against something because they're so physically broke down. So, Nate, did you have a, a favorite moment about the 100 players? Did you get to see it?
1: I didn't really get to see too much at the beginning. <clears throat> um, we, had, we were at a friend's house, and there was kind of a lot of noise during that. Uh, but I did get to see Fitzgerald, which I was excited about. Um, yeah, I mean, it was kind of cool seeing the old guys. I mean, see, like, Dan Marino. And um, I saw Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. I mean, I, I liked what they had done. Uh, but I think, I don't know i guess i was probably most excited to see fitzgerald i was glad i got to see him at the end i'm sure was kurt warner in there i didn't see him no but uh he wasn't no. there. okay so i mean at least larry fitzgerald was in there so that was uh who i kind of like you know he's he's my buddy i met him in um, uh cardinals training camp when he was a rookie so i've i've been a big fan of his plus i mean everything you've learned about the guy he's just a hard worker class act guy anyway so um excited to see him i don't know if He was the only Arizona that
2: was. Yeah, he was the well. I think Larry Wilson, but he's no longer with us. So you know, they're they're not the only Cardinal. But I got a quick trivia for both of you. You've named the uh, one of the three active players on the all-time 100 list. Who are the other two?
0: So Brady and. Okay, that was the easy. That's the easy. Belichick.
2: Now Belichick doesn't players. 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 Oh, was it
1: players? Okay, I saw him on the field down there, so I thought he was.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I don't know, Ernest. Who's the other two?
2: Think field goal kicker, think both think Indianapolis yes. Colts. Yes,
0: oh, and, military. Military. Yeah, military. Yeah. Yeah. and who's that was the third? your three I,
2: that Brady Fitzgerald, Veneter. Oh, I got you
0: now. Yeah, that's a pretty good, awesome line. And then, uh, we're going to get to pretty shortly here some of the commercials. And I really didn't think this was a commercial, I just thought it was NFL promoting themselves. When they had the next 100, they started off with young kids throwing around a football, and then one kid starts running, and they keep on saying to him, take it home, kid, take it home, and, um, or take it to the house, I think they were saying. And he ran by famous players at different stages, and the part that really grabbed my heart is he was in Arizona. He went by the Pat Tillman statue, and he stopped running and just looked, and it was totally silent, no music, and then he kept on running. And I thought that was a great tribute. Um, that was one of my favorite parts. And then they actually show the kid running in. I felt that the NFL was really trying to play to the next generation and saying, hey, we're going to be around for the next 100 years. Ernest, what was your favorite part of that one segment?
2: When they slid over the hood of Jerry Jones' car, <laughs> and he looked like your typical old man when a young person hits their car. What the? You know what?
0: That wasn't <laughs> that, much that, like, acting going on there.
2: <laughs> no, no, that was genuine. I thought that's that's Georgia. I did like Christian McCaffrey in it also. I mean, it was it was nice. It was nice to see how many of the guys you could actually name as they went by. Uh, the The New Orleans part was pretty nice with Kamara yes. and the Mardi Gras parade. In I Vegas. liked.
1: I liked when um, Montana and Steve Young. Yes. are outside. <laughs> oh yeah, Jimmy G hold the bags. I think they were foreshadowing. Yes, what was gonna happen at the end too? Because he's still gonna be carrying those bags because he yes. didn't win the
2: Super uh, Bowl. At least No, that reason... was that
1: was my favorite part. I, I liked what you're saying, Ernest. Uh, Jerry Jones was good too, and obviously Paul. I love the the Pat Tillman, um, Pat Tillman part. That was actually pretty cool too. Um, but yeah, I, I like. I think my favorite part was that I liked I liked the uh, Drew Brees throwing it and Mardi Gras. That was kind of cool too. But What's a kid that age doing it in Mardi Gras? Yeah, that's so. right.
2: At least they didn't have Kaepernick carry the bags. Oh, no, no. no.
0: <laughs> They're not going to go there. So that was a great commercial or a segment leading into the game. And so we were talking before the game, what would be the favorite commercial. And these days, a lot of these companies are pre-releasing these. And so if you go on YouTube or Twitter, you can see some of them. But the, my favorite one was not let out early. I heard it was going to come. I know it's Ernest's favorite. You want to describe it, Ernest? What's your favorite commercial?
2: Oh, I had a bunch of favorites. But of course, the Bill Murray, because it was Groundhog Day. Yes. And and <laughs> the most amazing thing was Brian Dole Murray, his older brother, didn't like he's aged a bit. And the Ned guy, he hasn't, well, he hasn't aged, but poor Bill has aged to that extent. But it was is well done, especially with the whack a Yes, that was so funny. It, nothing personal. Right
0: to the groundhog, I, Yeah.
2: I, I like that one. I like the Charlie Day that that was in like every other commercial <laughs> from there on in. I love Charlie Day. He's he's great and everything in that respect. I even liked the sci-fi Walmart with uh, all the different from Arrival and Star Wars and Star Trek, Men in Black. It was neat to name all the movies. Blade Runner. I mean, there was there were some esoteric science fiction movies. That I didn't think uh, Mars Attacks.
0: Yes, do right. I didn't think a lot of
2: people would remember. I, I enjoyed the the Jason Molina I didn't particularly care for where he tears away all his muscles and his height. That wasn't all that great to any extent. And uh uh the uh, uh, oh my gracious, the old cowboy actor.
0: Sam Elliott. Uh,
2: Sam Elliott with his dancing sentient mustache. <laughs> that was pretty neat all Doritos,
0: also. yeah. Him and any little. Any of the mass. movies,
2: any of the movies you saw the previews interest you?
0: Um, so I really like the Bill Murray one as well because i remember the original movie and it was so funny and it was one of my favorite movies of all time just how how clever it was and um i think one you of know
2: my, you know andy mcdowell still looks pretty good why they didn't bring her in is beyond me
0: i think she's gonna do the uh halftime next year just for you man
2: oh so. okay okay hey we're the about old the old man age. halftime yes it's <laughs> sort of same age That it works out all right um,
0: oh, Nate, what was your favorite commercial? Did you have one besides uh, Whack-A-Mole? Bill no, Murray? I mean, you,
1: you guys kind of hit on, you guys kind of took all the words out of my mouth. Um, I was excited for the Bill Murray one. I knew it was coming, but I kind of figured, I'm like, all right, Super Bowl's on Groundhog Day. It's got, they've got to do a Bill Murray Groundhog Day commercial. Yes. I just didn't know who was going to do it, and then the morning of I saw on Facebook that it was going to be Jeep. I saw like the first two seconds, and I'm like, no, I'm not watching this. I want to <laughs> see it in the game. Yeah. And unfortunately, they took to like the fourth quarter to, to air it. But uh, you know, I maybe the other one that was kind of funny a little bit was the T-Mobile one, where the guy's mom gets a phone and she's testing it out in all these places. Like, it works in the pie shop, and <laughs> she calls him and he's he's sleeping and he's like, she's like, it works in the club, and he's like, what are you doing at a club? Right. Um, other than the actor an from an Blackish,
2: Anthony yeah. Anthony Anderson.
0: Yeah, I thought Ernest would surely said about the Marvel Universe expanding commercial with now they're promoting Falcon and Winter Soldier. WandaVision, uh, WandaVision, which looks very curious to me, and then I really like the idea that Loki's getting his own uh, mini series or short-lived series because it's just going to see you know how devious he is and what he could do with uh, other people. Um, I think he just the guy who plays that really owns that character. So I was excited to see those three. Ernest, which one of those three future Marvel Universe type shows are you looking forward
2: to? Well, the first one's coming out is is. The Winter Soldier and uh, Falcon. And, uh, Falcon. That's, that's come out in the fall. The uh, WandaVision, which I think is going to be a train wreck, <laughs> comes out in winter. And then Loki is not until next spring. Yeah. So uh, the Winter Soldier, in that respect. the James Bond movie intrigues me also, because this is going to be the last one. What was Danny the name of the James
1: Bond movie?
2: Uh, Good Time to Die.
1: Good Time to Die. Oh, okay. huh, does he die? In it? I remember seeing. I just I completely forgot what the name of it was. I
2: yeah, I mean that. this is this is his last one, and they're already looking for another James Bond. But he, he and I had questions when he took over the series. I I kind of worried how he would do. But that intrigues me. The Quiet Place Two does also. Uh, the Minions movie I don't particularly care for, and Fast and Furious Fifteen doesn't appeal to me either. <laughs>
1: My uh, I was scrolling through Facebook today and one of the minions things pops up and my son's next to me and he goes, Minions
2: like yeah.
1: and he goes, I like them and I said, I guess that we're gonna be going to see minions.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: So he whichever minions, so what, minions two or three. I don't the, know which one
2: it is, but what was the worst commercial? What was the worst commercial y'all saw?
0: Well, I might be not right on this view guys, but I think the world without Alexa, I was just like, Stop showing that. I mean, I I get that everybody likes Alexa now, and it was sort of maybe clever the first time, but they kept showing it over and over. And the post Malone one was—I don't know—it wasn't my favorite one. Uh, So, and I know who he is; he's a a singer and he does things. But uh, I guess the world without Alexa to me was the worst. How about you? The world without
1: Alexa—there was a funny part in that with uh, Nixon says, "Delete the tapes." Oh, and and then she's like, "I'm not doing," (laughs) and then it cuts
2: Yeah, I I hate to say this. People are going to get mad at me for the two wins I didn't like because I found them manipulative. Mm. One was the dog with the cancer, which is a callback to last
0: year. Yeah.
2: And the Google with the old guy.
0: Oh, yeah. I
2: thought that was manipulative. I thought that was manipulating a man's his loss of his wife to sell a product. Mm-hmm. It really hit me. I know a lot of people, you know, I'm not on Facebook, but that was a lot of people were like, oh, but I thought you're manipulating this man's, his emptiness in his life because of the loss of his wife to sell your stupid product.
0: Well, I, don't- yeah, I work with a lot of seniors who are losing their memories. And I thought they were trying to say, Google will, as you remember it, they'll store it for you so they can bring it back up when you don't remember it anymore. And my daughter texted me and said, oh, that made me cry. And uh, so I didn't think it was too bad, but I understand your point of view. Nate, what do you think?
1: I was going to say one commercial that I thought, I, I I thought it was interesting how early it aired. And I wonder how many Super Bowl parties went astray after <laughs> they saw it. But there was the Donald Trump commercial. Mm. I think it was like the first, com- first set of commercials. And I can like, you know, politics <laughs> kind of stir everybody up. Like, can you imagine like, how many Super Bowl parties just like got off on the wrong foot. People are not loaded, even like, not they even Simon's in. Yeah. I just kind of chuckled at that. Um,
2: uh, I'm sure him and the Bloomberg commercials got a lot of mute play and a lot of Chris, a lot of Super Bowl parties. A lot of people just mute.
1: Yeah.
2: We'll get, I this. think
1: he overshadowed his commercial when he got the States wrong on his tweet. <laughs> so I explain think that, that was,
0: explain that. There's
1: Nate. a, there was a funny, yeah, he posted something about the entire state of Kansas is proud of you or something. And, It's technically Kansas City, Missouri um, is the state, even (laughs) though it's like right on the border. There's a lot of people from Kansas that are there, right? It's like you just kind of cross the street. Um, But, yeah, it was pretty funny. There was actually uh, a guy that does Roto World t-shirts. and He's he's pretty quick on things, and he's got one that says the great state of Kansas, and it's an outline of the state of Missouri. (laughs) Uh, He was pretty quick on that one. I think that was probably within a couple hours of the tweet. He had that up on his site. So, you know, I I don't think he watches a lot of NFL sports. I mean, I think, I don't know how many years ago when Kaepernick thing started, I think he was saying he's not watching the NFL so much anyway. So I I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Who cares? Um, But it was, I think it gave everybody a chuckle at the end of the night. Mm -hmm. Well, let's one
0: One quick
2: shout out. One quick shout out for we missed, uh, lose the Super Bowl. I think I tweeted to you my most excited moment I got was when Kansas City went to single wing on a fourth and one play. Mm-hmm. And they actually got the play. They yes. were looking at films of the 1949 Rose Bowl with Michigan. Yes. The old single wing play. And and a little back history, Paul and I used to do a TV broadcasts together. And one, we ran, a, again, a team that was running the old Notre Dame box. You may not be familiar with that, Nate, but it's, it's an old offense that Notre Dame used to run, which is the single wing, which we haven't seen in professional football since <laughs> 1951. And I, I'm, a, I'm a football historian, and I got so excited to see that single wing play. But
0: they added their own twist to it.
2: Oh, yeah. Literally. Literally. Yeah, literally. Okay. I
0: know. They spun around the four te- tops or the temptations.
1: One of the, guys, one of the guys at our party was actually pretty funny because he said, That looks like like a in sync bye bye (laughs) bye choreograph thing. And sure enough, today on on ESPN they were talking about how it looked like in (laughs) sync. I thought that was funny, my buddy said it like right away. Because they they all spun in in sync. I mean, it was pretty funny.
2: How intense do you have to be when you have to study nineteen forty (laughs) nine University of Michigan Rose Bowl tapes to prepare for the Super Bowl? Eric Benemy is, well, this is maybe why he didn't get a head coaching job this round, but maybe we'll next time. He says but I thought he's that not was,
0: worried about it. He, uh, ben says. Oh, he's got a
2: good, he's got a good, well, how long is Andy Reid going to coach? Yeah. I mean, that's, he's well, 16. Well, based on his eating tunes? habits, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a great meme where inside his play sheet is a menu for Denny's. I thought, thought it was waffle. Around. Waffle. waffle House. going Waffle House and Denny's, I've seen both.
1: Hey, it's you it's know how excited. Fat. You know he's really excited because he gets to go to the White House. He already said he's going to the White House because he <laughs> saw that big buffet that Clemson got. He's really excited for that.
2: It's uh, the year of the fat coach between him and Coach O. I've been trying trying to think, Coach, or a Major League Baseball manager who are a little, shall we say, less body conscious because it'd be their year this year. Mm. Flahorida was still managing the Dodgers. Would win the World Series this Lou year. Lou Brown. Yeah, well, Lasorda is the first one I think of. Who's, shall we say, a little rotund? No NBA coaches. Portly. Portly. Uh, We can't body shame these days, can we? Could you imagine
1: if they had like one of those little like scooters and they took the scooter out to the mound (laughs) or they took the scooter out to yell at the uh, umpire?
2: (laughs) Oh well, hey, all you gotta do is pound the. trash can with your baseball bat not to signal that far well well we're getting into that again sorry all right well Paul,
0: take us away yeah the next segment is we were talking about super bowl commercials and i'm gonna list some of the best ever super bowl commercials and then you guys can either stay on the board or go off the board and see what w- if a super bowl commercial that wasn't this year what would be your favorite in the past in 1984 there was where's the beef In 2003, there was Budweiser Clydesdales. I think my favorite one was when the horses were playing in the snow and snow football, and then they stopped the play and a zebra came out to be the official, and they said, that referee is a jackass or something like that. Um, Terry Tate, the office linebacker for Reebok in 2003. Um, Jordan and Bird in 1993 for McDonald's, and then who can forget 1995, the Budweiser Frogs. Uh, and then Betty White and Snickers, 2010. And then they did a takeoff on Mean Joe Green this year with that top 100, or next 100, uh, Mean Joe Green throwing the football jersey to the kid for Coca-Cola. And then in 2000, I think it was 11, Volkswagen did the Force, the little kid starting up the car, he thought, by the Force. So, Ernest, are you going to say one of these or go off the board is one of your favorite of all time?
2: How can you not say Bud Bowl? Every year, Bud Bowl with the. They even did a satire on the Simpsons where one of the bottles busted and had this little like ambulance come out and take it out and had the widow that was a in duff the bull. crowd. Duff, yeah, I was going to Duff Bowl then, but it was Bud Bowl. I mean, that and the What's Up Guys was, uh, I enjoyed those. And the, the Cindy Crawford in his short shorts. Can't forget that one either. Uh, I mean, there's been so many good, good ones. Thing
0: you didn't see the halftime show after uh, all. Well, no, I didn't.
2: But you know, one of the iconic ones was only shown one time, was never repeated, and that was the Apple commercial, which was a takeoff on the movie 1984, where the girl comes in with the hammer and throws it towards the uh, dystopian screen with the dictator on it. Mm-hmm. And you know, that was the Apple commercial, and I think that was in 1984, and it, it, I mean, I think the stock for Apple went down. Steve Jobs lost his job and had to come back five years later. But I think that's the iconic commercial. That was really the beginning of commercials as an event, was the Apple commercial. So I'll go with that
0: one. you go with the Apple. All right. Nate, your favorite all-time commercial?
1: My favorite one, and I I don't remember how many times I've even seen it, but it was the, I think it was 2000 or 2001 Super Bowl with the um, Rams and the Titans where he was, you know, Dyson came up one yard short. Anyway, in that, I don't know if you guys remember this. There was this commercial. There was all these cowboys, and they were herding cats. <laughs> that was, I don't know what it was. was an it E-Trade? Was. All my friends were there. I could, no, it wasn't E-Trade, but it was something I, it was like some insurance. I've never, can never remember it. But I just remember the the five of us or six of us that were there, we were all laughing. We're all in high school, right? We're like, are you kidding me? Like, they're cats, and like one cowboy pulls out of his little, like, uh, arm and a sling. He pulls out a little lint roller, and he's like rolling the, cat fair off his um, off his shirt I mean it was it, it was just great I mean, we were all like, cracking up so that's one of my favorites um, yeah I think I think that's probably my favorite of all time just based on it obviously the ones you guys have mentioned are popular um, the Bud ice penguin I forgot what he used butt to Be do Ice do I, I, um, no I mean there are some creative ones its it's gotten really disappointing um I think everybody kind of gets so excited for these commercials and by the time they air you're like eh, that's Not that great. Um, So I think they've been kind of a downer. I wish they'd have some better ones, but um, I like the, oh, there was a Volkswagen one where the guy parks his car, he's looking at it, it's all pretty. and He's going inside the grocery store and he comes out of the shot. And then all of a sudden at the, you see these carts, like 20 carts rolling right toward the car. And at the very last second, you see him tackle the row of cars to protect his car. And it said something like Volkswagen, you know, like, just love our cars that much or something. That was, that was pretty good.
2: Remember the Darth Vader kid?
1: Right, that was for Volkswagen.
2: Yeah, that's. I mean, they've been. I thought this year was probably one of the better years. I thought last year was a big disappointment. Last, I mean, I can't remember one from last year.
0: Remember? Did you hear how much they had to pay this year for a minute? Six million. Yeah. Did you see how much the
2: first year? Because uh, the first year when the Chiefs won, yeah, when the Chiefs won in '69. Uh, which was Super Bowl Four? I think it was going for sixty seven hundred for a commercial. Of course, that game was called by Jack Buck, and this game was called by his son.
0: Well, yeah. Nate also does another podcast called Trumble Dads, and I actually listened to the whole thing this time, Nate before I put it up on the podcast. Wow, what a backhanded compliment. (laughs) He he made me nervous. That's why we got one. I was listening to the pre-talk before they started recording, and I thought, uh-oh, this sounds a little sketchy. I might have to put explicit on this thing or not. But they they cleaned it up when it came to the podcast. But your buddy Rob kept on talking about how great his appetizers were and everything. So just curiosity, was his appetizers that great?
1: You know what's funny? So... He, both of us had Father's Club events. We have different, uh, our kids are in different elementary schools, still in the same town. Um, so we both got looped into like this Father's Club breakfast where we put on a breakfast. It's a big fundraiser. So he was cooking all day at his school. I was helping out at our school. And so long story short, he came home. I guess he was kind of tired. He started making his pigs in a blanket. And then this is what he claims is that he told his wife to keep an eye on them. And he had to go do yeah. something else, and yeah, apparently, and they right. were so he got him. They got burnt, Ooh. and he came back in and said, "This is what he claims." He said he cl- he went back inside his house and saw some smoke. Oh. Uh, so yeah, they were kind of. I think he's disappoint. working we that story too hard, hard. man. KD12. I even asked him. I said, would this, "Would this have still won in our bracket of food, <laughs> Super Bowl foods, if we knew it was burnt?" Right. But um, no, the chips and guac were good. Uh, we had, I think, I we made some cookies, and I brought beer so um that was obviously you can't go wrong with with some good beer we got a from this treehouse brewing company if you look it up they're like probably one of the top now ones now to sound anyone. like norm they from don't cheers distribu- he brings they don't beer. distribute you <laughs> got it you have to physically go there to get them there's always a line when they open every day are they sponsoring uh, your podcast uh, man no but that would be wonderful if they did they don't need to they make you know hand over fist they're making money but uh no we had some good food we had pizza wings um a big party sub. So we, we did fine without Rob's burnt pigs. It. My son would take the little hot dogs out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Ernest, did you get your hamburger or for you? I got, um, my,
2: got my hamburger, got my bratwurst, got my fries, got my, my wife prepared these little uh, croissants with apple fillings into them. Did you have Ooh, to say it like that? Croissant? Croissants? Croissant? Yes, I'm sorry. You sound like the, the Pan Panther Monsieur, is this your dog? No, uh, Crusoe. <laughs> Inspector okay. Clouseau.
0: All right. So, the, my last question of the Super Bowl is We all know J Lo and Shakira together shook as much as they could, as long as they could, to get the highest rating and they could. And I listed uh, the top five best halftime shows in the last 20 years. And so, I'm going to ask you guys out of these five, who would you want if you could, if all things were possible? You'll understand that reference in a little bit. So, okay. Ernest, would you rather have Bruno Mars, Justin Timberlake, Lady Gaga, Beyonce, or Prince?
2: Oh, Prince. Uh, beyond, that's beyond question. I mean, print, all those others together are not what tit the talent. First of all, he plays an instrument. The others do not <laughs> play an instrument. Okay, you're not an artist unless you can play an instrument. So yeah, Prince can play
0: beat. the drums and the guitar.
2: I can play the drums, if goes, Okay, I mean that's no big deal. But with your hands, keep a beat and play the drum. I oh, with my hands, but blah blah You know, I, I, don't know. I didn't watch the halftime, but poor old Jimmy Johnson was all shook up when they came back. <laughs> I flew back time enough, and he's flustered and he's red and his hair's out, and I'm going, Good God, what did they do to Jimmy Johnson at halftime?
0: <laughs> They're getting his blood rate up. Uh, so if it wasn't Prince, who would you pick out of those four, Ernest? The Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Justin Timberlake, or Bruno Mars? 20 Minutes of Silence. Oh, my gosh. All right. I That's didn't a, go no, Katy Perry I mean, on you. So.
2: Timberlake, I guess. Timberlake, I
0: guess. All right. I would
1: say Timberlake as long as he brings his friend with him again.
0: His friend? Oh. His wife? Which Jada. one of his friends? Oh, he's a J- Yeah, Yeah, I, I was making a. Plural reference there, but yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Timberlake made me back, and he did not invite either. He didn't invite in sync. I don't think either to come back with
2: them for that. Oh, do you think sure. he even answers their phone calls? <laughs> <laughs> that goes direct call way to he's, he's barely, call He's
1: barely he's barely Facebook friends with them. Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah. All right. So we're now down to our last three or four minutes, and so Ernest, what are you gonna watch now that uh, NFL is over, done,
2: kaput? I can't talk XFL. We don't have enough time. Uh, I enjoyed, I watched a little of the Australian open, you know, we had an American win who, uh, didn't have the familiar last name that we're you used really to. you really talking but, women's tennis on me? Yeah. Sophia Keenan did a very good job. That's a smaller she, market than
0: hockey even, man. I had
2: a smaller market, probably XFL. I watched hockey. I watched the XFL. I watched the NBA, uh, this is one of the few years in college basketball where there are forty teams that can actually win the championship. I this mean, it's is wide open. Quickly, do y'all know who the number one team is according to the polls right now? Baylor basketball. Yes, you are correct. Baylor.
0: Hey, I got the sports package now. I'm up
1: to speed. Oh, May- let's
2: really let's really test you. The team with the best record in the NBA is Lakers. The no, coach. no, the
1: Bucks. The Bucks. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, Bucks. Lakers. Who's the coach of the Lakers? Vogel. Yep. Who? Vogel? Oh, yeah, Frank Vogel.
0: Yeah, well, hey, I got one name. I mean, the last name's important. <laughs>
2: okay, who's the coach of the uh, Bucks?
0: Oh, I don't know, man. Brooks.
2: You got a sports package. I thought you yeah. knew all
1: this. They don't cover the coaches. <laughs> <laughs> all right, are wait, what are you going to watch? NBA all knows that the coach is not obese, so you got to give him that. Yeah. yeah,
2: there's no fat NBA coaches, I'm afraid. Yeah. Sorry. Nate, I'm sorry. I'm taking up your time. Go ahead.
1: What was the question? I forgot. What are you going to watch now, What are you going
2: to watch now?
1: Well, I'm very excited because I'm going to go to spring training in Arizona in early March. Nice. So I'll get to see the beginning of spring training. But until then, I'm very excited to be watching hockey. I am going. It's funny. I just went to Madison Square Garden last week for my very first Knicks game. My buddy Brian, who is also on the Trumbull Dads podcast. Plug number uh, two. Let's lets me know this weekend. Oh, hey, do you want to go to the Rangers game? this wednesday so wow. within a week i'm gonna get Square a guy
0: on your podcast see. and he gives you tickets man that's the way it Both. works
1: did so you I'm leave before the fight He did we did leave before the flight we, well you know we got an hour and some minutes drive back and i was inebriated so you know it was we needed to get back <laughs> um, i was enjoying my <laughs> he, madison he was experience. not driving i right. was not driving so uh, but no I, I think hockey's exciting the coyotes i'm really excited they're they're doing well this year. Rick Tockett's uh, Pacific team won the All-Star game, so they won the million-dollar prize. Um, so I'm excited to see them. I'm, unfortunately, the week we're going to be in Arizona, the Coyotes aren't there, which is kind of a bummer because usually we'd go to spring training during the, game, the, the day and pop over to a Coyotes game at night. But um, I love watching hockey when I can catch it. Actually, I've seen a lot of um, college hockey. It seems like every Friday night Notre Dame's on. Um, it's like the NBC Sports. It's, it's amazing. One of the channels we have, we have YouTube TV, it always seems to be a Notre Dame game. If it's a Big Ten or somebody else, it's it's crazy. So I've been really excited about that. But I like watching college hockey, too. It's a so perfect lead-in,
0: man. I was, was going to spend my but, last two minutes talking. I went to a Michigan versus Ohio State hockey game on Saturday night at Yost Arena, which was built in 1922. And it started out as a basketball like. arena. And then they, when the basketball at Chrysler was built in the 60s, They made Yost into a hockey arena, and it's fabulous. All the seats are right on the ice, practically. It was really loud. We saw two fights. We even saw a guy get a penalty for head-butting, which I never saw on a hockey game before, which doesn't make sense if they're both wearing helmets. But anyway, um, Michigan lost that game. They won the first game on Friday. They lost on Saturday. But it was a lot of fun, a lot of great things going on, and so... Um, anytime you can go to an old, old place like that, and then you walk around and now they have a thing about the children of Yost, like all the players who've come through there played NHL, uh, they're called the children of Yost. And so they sort of honor them in a circle type of
1: thing. So I like,
2: why, I like why? that.
1: Arena. I've, I've been there a couple of years ago. I went and saw Notre Dame play Michigan when Notre Dame was ranked, uh, number one, Michigan actually beat them. Um, I think Notre Dame beat them the next night or something. They play back to backs, but the game I went to, they lost, but it's, it's very old arena. But it's really cool. It's very intimate. Um, I really I enjoyed myself. I that was a fantastic arena. I'm glad they remodeled it from an old basketball stadium. But it, feels that, it still has that old feel to it. It's great. It's great, Paul.
2: So please explain to me why your hockey arena is named for a football coach as opposed to Red Berenson, probably the best hockey player to come out of UM.
0: Because Red's still alive and Yost was around when they built it in a you know, long time. But he ago. was a
2: football coach. It doesn't Yost
0: matter, man. Party. You know who pays Yost. the bills.
2: Yeah, Yost, but. Yost paid the is, how, really. old is, how old is Red now? Does he come out to the games? Is He's he...
0: 80, I think, um, or close to it. And he played in a old timer St. Louis Blues game the other day for charity. And he shows oh, up my. once in a while. But um, so let's end with this if you could meet one of your favorite all coaches besides Roy Williams for Ernest, that, cause that's too easy. Okay. Um, so a coach is still living. Who would you meet? And we've got to wrap it up now. Ernest
2: coach is still meet alive. Yeah. Oh my gracious. I can't uh, say Dean
0: Smith. That's why I said that.
2: Can't okay. say Dean. I've met Roy I met Dean, so I can't say them. I would have to say Phil Jackson.
0: Oh, that's good.
2: Uh, Phil Jackson I, is a fascinating character. I've read most of his books uh, he just he, I mean, he, he had a disastrous situation with the Knicks. But other than that, uh, I just find him to be a fascinating character.
0: Maybe he'd wear all his rings when
1: you go
2: out to lunch or something.
1: Nate, he who would have you to go? Have that
2: extra finger. He'd have to have an extra finger. <laughs> but go ahead.
1: Well, assuming I could bring a translator with me, I'd probably want to meet Lou Holtz. I think that'd be uh, kind of fun. Like oh, <laughs> a face guard. Face those yeah, spit, lines. spit shield Yeah. Little spit shield going, but. Um, no, my high school coach played for him. And I, I remember him telling me the story about how he they were in the locker room before a game and he was getting them all riled up. Right. But nobody could understand what he was saying. But they all kind of looked at each other like, all right, we know what we got to do. And they went out <laughs> and won. Right. But it was just funny how he's telling me, like they, they, they couldn't understand half of what he was doing. He was on the uh, my coach was on the 88 team that won the national championship. He's a backup, but he was still hey, on the team. He was there. Cool. Right. Paul,
2: in- your
0: choice. My choice.'
2: got um, alive now.
0: I would like to hit meet Red Baronson. I would. I have talked to some coaches around here, and he's a great guy. Um, Scotty Bowman would be interesting too, who's another hockey coach. It's one at different teams, and everybody says he's a jerk, but he's a genius type of thing too. he'd be a very interesting lunch person. So I got to wrap it up because of time. Thanks, Ernest, Thanks, Nate. This is part of the confusion, and uh, keep on telling people about this. If you have a buddy who also listens to us, Make sure he's getting it off iTunes, not off Podbean. We're strictly on iTunes because that's what we like, and redcircle.com. So for Nate and Ernest, have a great night.